Aloha! Welcome to the Hale o Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, brings an important message about oneness and worship. There is a synergy when we worship together in oneness, which is pleasing to the Lord. God is searching for a people that will continuously worship Him in spirit and in truth. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. As we've been singing about, there's one Lord, one faith, one spirit, and and here today we join together. There's many congregations, but there's one church, and we've come together to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The Lord, His word is truth, and Lord, I'm asking that by the power of the Holy Spirit that you enlighten our hearts and our eyes to the truth of the word. Bless your servant as he ministers the word, Lord. Let that anointing that he has on his lips carry to our ears, to our hearts, that we would receive the engrafted word with meekness that is able to save our souls. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Once a month we have a breakfast with a group of pastors, and every time I'm blessed. And every time I come back and tell everybody here what a blessing, what God is doing here on Maui. You know, and I bless our faith to support our leaders and each leader on this island to be really led by the Lord in this move of God to bring a oneness and a love among God's people. In John 17, the Lord said that the world will believe because of the, of the love of the disciples. And among everything else that's happening in the world, I think that we should be believing for what God is doing behind the scenes. Remember the prophet Elisha, when his servant was scared and the enemies were surrounding the city and he said, Lord, open his eyes. You know, we should not be afraid because the Lord is the Lord and He is the King and He is maneuvering His people as a chess player because He's, gonna, he's ready for a checkmate. Amen? Amen? And we, we are being led by the Holy Spirit and the Lord is bringing His body. Remember Ezekiel 37? When the prophet started prophesying for the dry bones, you know, and can these bones live? And you could look at the body of Christ a few years ago, like, Lord, what, are, what is happening with your bodies? All scattered. But it is just a prophetic voice saying, Bones, come to its bones, and let this mighty army rise up. Yeah. It, it usually happens. You know, I have a plan and then I get here and everything changes. <laughs> but I, I bless this for us. You know, I was, as I was meditating, you know, we've been talking about not change, but about worship. Because it, it is 
it is important to know what the Lord is looking for. Right? Because you don't want to be in a parallel track with him. He's looking for something and you're looking for something else. You want to be tracking with the Lord. And then it's important to know what he's looking for so then you are in the right track with him. And in John 4, 23 and 24 says, But an hour is coming and now is, when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. The Father is seeking worshipers. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship in his spirit and truth. And I was, you know, thinking about when the Lord sent Moses to deliver the people from Egypt. It was that long negotiation. And Pharaoh was like, no, you leave this. And no, no, we have to take everything with us. Because we don't know what we're going to need to worship. But the tricky part is, you may use your possessions, you can use, you know, the Lord promised the land, 45 cities, all of those things. But in his heart, he wanted people. He didn't care about the promised land. He didn't care about all the, the wines and all the possessions and all of that. What God was looking for is like, I want a people that I'm going to call my people and they're going to call me their God. And they're going to come out to worship me. And I, I was wondering how many times we get distracted with the promises. You know, oh, the cattle and the houses and the cities all the blessings, and we forget that we are called to worship. That's the only thing. We have all been homeless one time, right? Amen. We bless you guys in this transition, in this change. But you know you always have a home here. But then you have a home, and then you have to pay the bills, and you have to take care, and you have to... And then pretty soon, I, I go like, oh my God, no, 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 go back. None of this matter. What we have doesn't matter. What really matters is that we are coming before the Lord to worship Him. Of course, we bring everything with us because we don't know with what we're going to worship Him. But the heart is always the worship. David was a worshiper. Right? And he's also called in Acts 13.22. It says, I have found David, a man after my heart. Don't you wish God would look at you and say, hey, I found another one. Another person just with a heart after my own heart. And I, I always love to study the examples that we have in the scriptures. Because I think we can learn a lot from them. Sure. Amen? Amen? It doesn't mean that David was perfect. Right? God is not looking for perfect people. That's what I, it came to me yesterday. A lot of times we think we have to be perfect. We don't have to be perfect. We need to be worshipers. <laughs> we need to be broken. Amen? Yeah. 
God is not looking for perfect people. Thank God. I still have a chance. As long as I stay broken, as long as in all my tribulations, as long as in all my persecutions, I go back to the Lord and I worship Him. Like David said, you set before my enemies a banquet. I don't care what's happening around me. I'm still here receiving from the Lord and worshiping the Lord. Interesting that, you know, if you would really just like we do, compare Saul and David, they both were not perfect. Saul was anointed. He moved mightily in the anointing, you know. But then at one point, he could not wait for Samuel. And he sacrificed. He went ahead. And then when he was confronted, he didn't break his heart. David, the same way he sinned, but when the prophet came and talked to him, he broke his heart. Read Psalm 51. It's a beautiful psalm of worshipers. I am broken, but I'm here. If you wash me, I'm going to be clean. Renewing me, the spirit, the steadfast spirit. Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is near the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Lord, creating me a broken heart. <laughs> creating me that, that spirit and that heart of David that we can go back and learn and study and say, Lord, do the same, same thing in me. Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah 57. For thus says the Lord, high and exalted one who lives forever, whose name is holy. I dwell in a high and holy place. Isn't that amazing? That we have this God that dwells in a high and holy place. But also with the contrite and lowly of spirit. In order to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. Remember, He is willing to bless you. He wants to bless us. He wants to share everything. You know, it says he wants us to be partakers of the divine nature. He wants us to share everything with him. He wants us to reign with him. He wants to come and abide in the midst of our praises. Do you want the Lordship of Christ? Do you want the King? He's waiting for us to build a throne with our worship, with our praise. But I don't know. It's being hard. That's why I love David. Because his life was never easy. (laughs) Psalms 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, 
It is not like, oh, yeah, maybe if I feel like it, my, bless will, my soul will bless the Lord. It is in the imperative mode. It's a command. You set your will. You put your spirit, soul, and body behind that and say, I'm going to be a worshiper. Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, everything that you have. But a lot of times our emotions, right? We get discouraged. We get some storms. We get some issues with the county. <laughs> right? Zoning. Permits. Right? But we say, Lord, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Forget none of his benefits. We, we say, Lord, behold, I will do something new on the earth. Can you see it? Can you believe it? I mean, rivers in the desert. And we say, Lord, we trust you. And as those who trust you, we worship you. And we commit our hearts and our lives, our souls, our wills, our minds, right? Oh, the, one of the hardest things to bring into submission to the Lord is our mind. Because our mind likes to wander. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It is by the renewing of our mind that we are changed. Change. You know, you have to put on a new mind. Put on the mind of Christ. Another one. Don't you love these verses? Don't you love the Word of God? The Word became flesh. The Word is the Lord. Isaiah 66, verse 1 and 2. Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where then is a house you could build for me? Right? This is not the house. Solomon built a temple, and the Lord came and filled the temple with his glory and his presence. And we are building houses, and we are building buildings, and we have visions and facilities that we want to do, and then we have to take care, and then we have to pay off, and then... But look at this. And where is a, a place that I may rest? For my hand made all these things. Thus all these things came into being, declares the Lord. But to this one I will look. To him who is humble and contrite of spirit, and who trembles at my word. Isn't that so much simpler? And then we drop all the complications that our minds love to, to build. You know what the problem is? Our God is a jealous God. And He doesn't want any competition with anything. You know, He did that with Job, right? 
Let's see what my servant Job will do. And Job, all he did was worship. Because he was not placing the, the emphasis or the focus on anything else. It was always the Lord. Thou art holy, and thou who art enthroned upon the praises of Israel. Psalms 22, 3. Lord, teach us. Spirit, teach us to be your worshipers and to build a throne that you, you're willing to come down and reign among us. When we worship, we bring the presence of the Lord into all the battles that we face. I'm going to find this one for you here. Is that okay? Yeah. You guys tired? Thank you, Lord, for maneuvering the circumstances to bring your will in our lives. I love this story, and I've been talking about this with our church here. This is Second Chronicles 20, verse 17. So this is, you know, king... The king of Israel was surrounded by its enemies. And he was praying to the Lord, how am I going to win this battle? And then verse 17, you need not fight in this battle. Station yourselves. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out to face them, for the Lord is with you. Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. The Levites, from the son of the Hohatites and of the sons of the Korahites, stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice. Get this. The battles are not ours. A lot of times we think that we have to win the battle and we have to defeat the enemies and we have to build the kingdom. And then a lot of times you get weary because you're not waiting on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord renew their strength. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out to face them, for the Lord is with you. Okay, I already read that. Verse 20. They rose early in the morning and went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, O Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Put your trust in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Put your trust in his prophets and succeed. I bless that for us. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in holy attire. As they went out before the army and said, Give thanks to the Lord, for his loving kindness is everlasting. 
When they began singing and praising, the Lord set ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab, and Montseir, who had come against Judah. So they were rooted. They didn't have to fight the battle. All they had to do is bring the Ark of the Covenant, bring the worshipers in front of the army, and start worshiping the Lord. This battle is not yours. Tomorrow, don't face the battles as they belong to you. Bring the presence of the Lord with you. Bring the worship with you. And let's see the Lord clear the way, clear the path in front of us. One last note here. We must seek to please the Lord if we are to walk with Him. Often the Lord gives a word telling us what we want, and we accept it. We want the promises. We want the blessings. Not only want, we need it. We need healings. Right? We need miracles. We need the finances. Because the Lord gives us a vision. And then He will say, okay, now you come back to me and don't try to build a vision by yourself because I have all the finances. I have all the wealth of the nations. But it is in this relationship, right? Conversely, we come to the Lord and ask Him what He wants. This is what I'm doing this morning. Lord, what do you want? What are you looking for? What's really important for you? He's seeking worshipers. We can find the answer in the scriptures. For some time, God has been searching for something. He's seeking worshipers. Those who will worship him in his spirit and in truth. John 4, 24. The Father is seeking such to worship him. And the search goes on and on. As we begin to view it more from God's viewpoint than from our own, we come to realize that we are not just praising the Lord to get a blessing. We are not worshiping the Lord because that's the thing to do. Right? We're not just coming every Sunday to worship because that's what we do, right? You go to church, sing a couple songs, and then you do your duty with God. No, God wants a relationship 24-7. It says, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. And we don't do that in, in church. We do that every day. And we say, we're not worshiping the Lord because that's the thing to do. We're worshiping because we want to please Him. We want to give Him what he has been seeking all along. Amen. And there's nothing better than to do this together. There's a synergy. You know, remember the, the, the picture of the, the Old Testament, the sacrifices and the libations. And that was pleasing to the Lord. When Israel would camp around the sanctuary and bring the sacrifices. And I think that the Lord is looking for that gathering of His people around His presence and everyone bringing their sacrifices of worship. 
without division in the camp, because there is only one Lord. And we bless that to happen. Lord, we, we love this place, right? We love Maui. We love the islands. And we say, Lord, bring an outpouring of your spirit. Bring the outpouring. You're, you're already at work doing something that is that which eye has not seen, ear has not heard, has not even entered the heart of anybody, even like this morning. We could never imagine this. Right? God is going to more and more find creative ways. He's very creative. Right? God is very creative. When you think you figured out what God does, just wait. He's always got a new trick out of his head. Here, you've never seen this one. You know, and I think that God is ready to do things that we have never seen before. And that's my faith. You know, I, I like to dream and ask big, because then I know that He's going to come and do above and beyond what we can ask or think. So instead of being limited because of our circumstances and our, the hardship, what we do is, Lord, we're going to worship you, because you know what? This is not my battle, it's yours. I'm not going to fight battles anymore. I'm going to worship. I'm going to bring your presence. I'm going to bring that praise that will build for you a place that you're going to go like, wait, I hear something different. I hear a different, a new song. I see my sons and daughters doing something different and loving one another, and walking in oneness, and coming together to just one thing, one church, many congregations, but it's only one Lord, one name above every other name. You know, I always joke about that. He's not coming to marry a bunch of different brides, <laughs> a bunch of different denominations. It's one church. And it's about time that we understand that. Amen. Amen. Lord, we bless this for us this morning. Amen. We thank you for this opportunity. Yes. We thank you for Pastor Rob, yes. Sister Nora, and this wonderful ministry. We thank you for the fathers and mothers that you're raising on Maui. Yes. With a pure love and trust and, and a heart to build up the body of Christ in this place, Lord. And we bless that to continue under the leading of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Do you guys want to stand up? Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.